Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone speaking to you from the screen porch after a morning walk with Miss Jolie. It's such a glorious day, low humidity, nice and cool, and the sun is shining and Jolie has joined me on the porch with a sunbeam gleaming on her fur. She is such a sweet dog. I'm very grateful for her and grateful for those of you that reached back to me offering your kind words and prayers for dear Sammy. She is out of ICU, so we are feeling hopeful. Let us never forget there is always hope, and certainly kind wishes from all of you help our hearts. So thank you so much. Today I'm going to share with you an adventure of a hike around Blue Mountain Lake that I enjoyed early in the spring, actually early May, and with it came some wisdom. And the story starts like this. Hello fellow listeners and readers. Our recent hike at Blue Mountain Lake led to a wake-up call. It's an area we frequently visit, though not so much in the summer. It's become a beach for folks, not always respectful of others, playing loud music, leaving trash and dirty diapers, which is attracting bears, which becomes a problem because then they become problem bears, and that's not fair to them, is it? But our visit that day was peaceful. As we ascended the trail, we passed a patch of forsythia and daffodils left over from a home that was once there. Blue Mountain Lake is part of the Tox Island Dam Project, which evicted property owners in the 1950s to make way for a 37-mile dam between Pennsylvania and New Jersey to supply water to New York City and Philadelphia. The rationalization was that it would also prevent future flooding of the magnitude that occurred in 1955, though that justification suspiciously came after the idea of the project was well underway. The proposed dam was heatedly opposed by environmental protesters and residents and eventually abandoned after residents lost their homes. Many did not receive fair market value from the government, which exercised their right of eminent domain. The 72,000 acres were assigned to the National Park Service and became part of the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. And people like me cross-country ski, snowshoe, or hike all around the abandoned roads which encircle three magnificent lakes. Others hunt and fish. It really is such a glorious place, but there are eerie remnants of the homes that were once there. Broken down stone fireplaces, foundations and rock walls, telephone poles cut down and left for dead, and ghosts of gifts given, such as perennials and shrubs that wouldn't have found their way there naturally. There's roses and lilac bushes given on Mother's Day, daffodils on Easter, a truck tire painted white with notched edges that serves as a planter. Do you remember those? That was a real trendy project way back then. A do-it-yourself project, a way to use a tire. I always thought it was kind of funny. Because, you know, tires are made of petroleum, so don't grow vegetables <laughs> in a used tire. little side note there. We stop at Indian Rocks named after the Native American Lenny Lenape that lived in the area, with glorious views of the Pocono Mountains. Scrub pines, Pinus virginiana, rooted themselves in the massive outcropping, though not typically used in landscapes, 
Its scraggly form is so appealing, and its resilience just is remarkable. I have to say, every time I see them, I just think, wow, nature knows no boundaries, right? I mean, how can these trees that are like 25 feet tall live in the rocks? As you would guess, there are photos on the Garden Dilemmas website I invite you to take a look at. Our next stop, Hemlock Pond, with a thick stand of healthy hemlocks, Suga canadensis, show no signs of woolly adelgid returning, which is awesome because that's been a huge problem with the hemlocks here, and I've uh, been managing it myself with some dormant oil, but um, I know at the park they used biological controls. I think it was some sort of beetle that they uh, released there. Anyway, it was delightful to see such a healthy stand, which justifies why I love to use hemlocks in landscape designs. We wiggle our way through a path less traveled or no longer maintained due to funding. Filled with invasive multiflora rose, Rosa multiflora, brought here from Asia in the mid-1800s as rootstock for ornamental roses, and then it served as a living fence because it's very prickly. <laughs> Limited funds are the excuse for no longer plowing the access road for winter recreation as well. Though if it snows during hunting season, I've noticed they tend to plow the road, but um, that may have changed too in recent years. As we walked our way on the trails to the main lake, which is called Blue Mountain Lake, I marveled over the baby white pines, Pinus strobus, below the mama trees, and starry light blue flowers low to the ground along the trail. My buddy Dennis Breedy, who I always called my birder buddy because he's so knowledgeable about birds, he's also fluent in native plants, and he identified the bluets, Eustonia serolea, they grow on compacted tufts. They are so beautiful. I love the starry flowers. As we drove past Millbrook Village on our way home, a woman was posting a no national park sign. I always thought it was a national park based on the name Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area, but not so, I found out. Turns out the initiative of the Delaware Water Gap Defense Fund, which is nonationalpark.org is their website, they formulate it as a nonprofit to inform the public that the Delaware Water Gap is under consideration to become redesignated as a national park. Spearheaded by the Sierra Club of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, they say there may be much more funding and more visitors to the area if it becomes a national park. This is where it gets interesting. A recent article in the Philadelphia Inquirer states that Water Gap has an annual budget of $8.2 million from the National Park Service, while Yellowstone National Park has a budget of $27.6 million. So that does seem logical that, boy, if it becomes a national park, maybe there'll be more funding. However, I bet the funds come from other things, such as the entrance fees. Currently, there are no fees to visit the Delaware Water Gap Recreation Area. Taxes pay for the privilege which is kind of neat, so it doesn't limit anybody's visitation. But it costs to visit Yellowstone and Shenandoah National Parks, $30 or $35 per vehicle, or $15 per person allows entrance for seven consecutive days. You can buy a year-long pass for all the national parks for $80, and I guess that's a per-person cost. According to OutdoorLife.com, approximately 4.3 million people visit the Gap, and that figure is from 2021. And in that same year, 4.8 million visited Yellowstone. So only 500,000 less individuals. So when you think about it, you can do the math on the, the entrance fees, and that has a lot to do with the funding, I would bet. There's no hunting at Yellowstone, and no dogs are allowed on the trails. 
Shenandoah touts that they are one of the few national parks that allows dogs on most of the trails, though I couldn't find any information about hunting. So it's going to change our freedom to use the park the way we've gotten used to it, so that's very sad to me. My mind jumps back to hiking Blue Mountain Lake years ago, coming upon an older man with his grandson staring at the land before him. His oversized, faded shirt exaggerated his slim frame and slumping shoulders. I overheard him say, I still can't believe it's gone, his voice crackling as he spoke. I remember that day so vividly because it was so, so hot, and I just saw him in that flannel shirt. He reminded me of my grandpa. And um, here we all enjoy the beauty of the nature around us. And again, seeing those remnants of houses once there always kind of made me feel a little bit sick to my stomach, just imagining people losing their homes. But seeing a person that actually did and seeing the sadness that he felt still Meanwhile, we enjoy the beauty around us, so it's kind of a contradictory of feelings, isn't it? And it occurs to me, none of us own property. We merely borrow it and hopefully take respectful care of it while we do. But sometimes, sadly, it's unfairly taken away. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Yes, indeed. It was an adventurous day and a, and a big wake-up call to imagine that the designation may change, and things do change in the world around us. That's one thing we know for sure. Anyway, we will see what the changes come to be, and while we do that, let us just make sure we respect nature and pick up the trash that others leave behind. We had a episode about walking and plucking. I didn't know at the time that actually there's a name for it. That's episode 18 called Walking and Plucking, Queens and Bachelors, where we talk about Queen Anne's lace and bachelor buttons. Anyway, thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together and I look forward to hearing from more of you. I'd love to hear more of your stories of how nature and gardens help heal and grow your life. So you can reach out to me at askmarystone at gmail.com or through the links in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed our time together too. And if so, please share with your friends so more can join us. And if you feel so inclined, I'd love more five-star ratings so that it helps in the rankings so more can find us and learn and grow together in this garden of life. Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.